Hey, it's Lynn Brown. I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach, and a teaching partner with Empowered Living. Welcome to the Gritty Women Global Podcast. And as many of you know, you've heard before, you've heard us, we've talked about this, but for the first half of my life, I literally was trapped by the opinions of other people. I was a people pleaser. And then in my spare time, I was trapped in the comparison trap. So it was more like really living in, in a mental prison. And, you know, one day I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I decided to bet on myself for the first time ever. I, I saw this like commercial really for a personal growth certification. And I jumped in and said, become a speaker. I was like, okay become a coach okay so I jumped in and literally it was it was then that things began to change Wayne Dyer was right when I changed the way that I looked at things the things I looked at changed and every day is like that I wake up every day excited people are like really I'm like yeah really I mean I'm not saying my life's perfect but I'm a lot farther down the road than I was but I'm a work in progress so now I'm just partnering with people that want to do the same and today is no different I am super excited to introduce to you my friend, my new friend, Jilly Maria, and she's going to share with you such relevant content today. I don't think there's ever been a more important time to hear her message, and so I'm just going to turn over to, you know, turn the show over to uh, Jilly. Jilly, welcome to the Gritty Women Global Podcast. Thank you so much, Lynn. I'm thrilled to be here. Wow, we're super excited to have you, and and I love. I love, you know, your, your platform of just empowering, you know, people to, to deal and face with anxiety, something that we don't normally want to talk about out loud. Yeah, we don't. And, you know, the funny thing is, is like with this whole virus thing has been, um, it's a really been an incredible opportunity to, for a lot of people, they don't see it and that's okay. Uh, but to come face to face with anxiety and one of the things that I tell my clients in my coaching practice is you know when we talk about anxiety is you know I say anxiety when I when I'm working with a client one-on-one is I will say what's underneath your anxiety and a lot of people don't ask that question right they're just like I have anxiety I'm like well let's take that and break it down because anxiety is anger's bodyguard anger is sadness's bodyguard sadness is guilt grief and shame's bodyguard so if we can give voice to what we're really anxious about, because most of the time, um, especially this year in particular, there's such this thing of, um, you know, blatant fear. There's a control issue. There's this, oh my God, I feel like things are out of control. And the reality is, is that we're coming face to face with the notion that we don't have control. We never did have control. So letting go of that. But the bigger thing is, is, you know, when I talk to clients and I say, Okay, so what's underneath the anxiety? So, because anxiety is really, I don't have control over whatever the thing may be. Like usually when I, like I'll use myself as an example. If I feel anxious about a situation, if I have anxiety around a situation, I will ask myself aloud, like if I'm driving to someplace new or I'm doing a new thing, and I'll say to myself, okay, what are you really afraid of? You know, and it could be I'm going to a new place, someone I've never met before, like test driving a car the other day. And I didn't know this person from Ab's house cat. I wasn't sure where I was going. I was by myself. So being able to voice those fears and be able to kind of bring them to the surface and go, okay, well, you know, you put those protocols in place to give yourself a safety net. 
And then when I was able to do that and say, I am safe, I have an out, I have whatever I need to do to give myself a sense of safety and then move through it. And then realizing also like, okay, so if anxiety is, is anger's bodyguard, is there anything I'm angry about? Not really. Okay. So then moving on, is there anything I'm sad about? Is there anything I'm fearful of? Like, what if, um, you know, we come into a space of like, what if, um, this person isn't who they say they are. And the reality of the situation was, is that the person did a bait and switch. No big deal. Realized it. Test drove the car anyway. Said no thank you and was on my way. No big thing. Um, but the reality for a lot of people that live with anxiety is that we don't talk about it. So we feel like there's this sense of, um, there's a stigma still attached to it. There's shame attached to it because we feel like our mind gets us in this head game of you're the only one that has it or there's something wrong with you because you're feeling anxiety around whatever you're feeling anxiety around, right? Like I'm going to run my 5k slower than other people or I'm a really terrible mom because my, my pictures, my house is a mess during this whole, this whole virus thing. And you know, my house isn't Pinterest perfect or you know, I lost my job or whatever the case may be. There's so many things, right, that have come up. And so we are in this place of anxiety and then we're adding on to it because we're either telling ourselves stories about it or like someone, one of my friends suffers from anxiety. And I said to her, I said, how are you really feeling? And she said, she was, oh, I'm fine. I said, okay. I said, well, if, if you need anything, I'm here. And I let it lie probably 24 hours, 48 hours later, she PMs me and she says, I need your help. I'm not fine. So, okay. So we were able to talk through giving voice to, okay, so what's really the, and she was like, so she was able to tell me what she was anxious about. She was able to articulate that. When you're able to articulate it, it unspools it in your head and pulls it apart a little bit. So you're able to say, okay, what's the actual fear? Because the part of the fear is that we're all alone. Because our mind is like, you're the only one that's anxious about this. Or if people knew that you'd lost your job because of the pandemic, you know, they would think you're a terrible person. Or the fact that you don't have income or the fact that you're having to do this major pivot. Or, you know, for a lot of people right now, there's, you know, marriages, relationships, what have you that are in turmoil because we've grown, we're all growing each other. And so it's like, do we come back to that space of, um, being very honest and trying to work on this and saying, can we resolve our differences or do we need to pull this apart and move on as two separate people respecting that we, you know, we outgrow people. And so it's this whole, oops, sorry about that. Um, the whole pandemic has brought up the fear and the, you know, the anger and all these different things. And like, you know, people ask, my inbox every day is asking questions about, you know, the world and different issues and all the stuff that's going on, this whole myriad. And never in our history, um, at least my living history, um, have we ever been in such a unique place where it's not like it's one part of the world that's in upheaval. It's like the entire, it's our micro and our also our macro. So it's like your own personal life is in upheaval, but then so is your 
city, your community, your country as a whole, and it's all happening at once and trying to sort out, um, you know, how do we deal with that? So my being able to help people um, in the coaching work that I do, being able to really pinpoint and dig into um, people's anxiety and what the real issue is, because once we can really dig into that fear, um, we're able to, you know, get real with it and say, okay, well, I'm really afraid that I'm changing or I don't know how to change. And so being that's so true. I think, I think, I think that is, that brings a lot of the fear and some people are even afraid of, you know, they're afraid to step into it because they're like, well, at least I know what to expect now, even though I'm miserable, I'm afraid of the unknown of, of the new me. But um, I, I think you're exactly right. I think just having those conversations and finding that one person that you can begin to unpack all this and realize that the, the power of it goes away when you do, when you do bring it out into the open. Yep. It, it's I'm, just so, it's so powerful. I'm a really big believer that, you know, putting light on um, anything that we're ashamed of, be it money, be it a situation we've been in. If you get scammed, if you're in a relationship and you suddenly realize that there's a pattern, whatever it might be to even put light on it dissolves the shame pretty quickly. And once mm -hmm. we're able to do that, we're able to say, okay, you know, what are you really afraid of? And when I say this to people, I'm like, I'm never saying it to taunt you. I'm saying it to make, to cause you to allow you to dig into it and say, okay, if I can look at this and say, I'm afraid that I'm going to put myself in a situation where I might get scammed. Okay. So be aware of the fact that if you realize something is a red flag, pay attention to it. If you realize that, um, that person is presents themselves as, you know, like if you're in a dating situation, as an example, and the person says that they're 5'10 on their dating profile and you meet them in person and they're five foot five. What else are they, you know, what else are they being untruthful about? And is that an early sign for you to be like, okay, they have a confidence issue and they're a liar. Okay, so maybe I need to walk the other way. Right. Good idea. Good idea. But I think, you know, the thing like, you know, you said, you said in your intro about, you know, we're a prisoner of our own mind until we get to the place of, you know, and there's so many people that are people pleasers. So until you get to a space of, you know, you're living this life and I end up telling people constantly, okay, I understand that you want, you know, to make, you know, you want to make um, so-and-so proud or you want to, you know, you want people to be proud of you, but you got to be proud of you. And if you're living a life where you're miserable, um, you know, misery loves company, but misery is also comfortable for so many people. And that's one of the things that I've been confronting with people the last few months is, you know, with friends, with clients, you know, with family is, is saying, you know, but a lot of people, the hard truth is a lot of people are really comfortable being miserable. And, you know, rather than being the discomfort of the unknown, it's like, well, you know what? I might be miserable. I might be in a crappy marriage. I might be in a terrible job. I might be living in a city that I just, you know, face palm myself daily wondering why I'm still doing this. But the reality is of it is if we, you know, when I say to people, yeah, but you're comfortable. And I'll say, yes, but you know what? You might be miserable, but it's known. The drive, you know, your drive to work is known. Your routine is known to you. The people that you work with, you know them. You're comfortable with them, even if it's miserable. And most people, the first time somebody ever confronted me with that truth, I just, I remember sitting with it for a minute and looking at that person and thinking, 
are you crazy? But then I realized the truth in that of so many of us are really comfortable in our discomfort and in our misery such that it's like, I would rather be married. You know, I had someone say to me, I would rather be married and miserable than try to figure out being single and maybe at peace with myself. And that to me was a mind blowing thing, but it stuck with me because it's such a big truth for a lot of people, whether it's a relationship or a situation or a career, what have you, a lot of us would rather be miserable with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. We, I, I think we, we fight for what's familiar more than we fight for what we truly desire in our life. Huh. And, and I think that this, this message will, will be such an encouragement you know, to all the listeners. And first of all, I want you to let us know how we can get in touch with you. How can all the listeners find you? Um, do you have a website, a promotion, what Instagram, what, what do you do? Tell us, tell us a way to get in touch with you. Um, I am on Facebook at Jilly Maria, all one word, transformational catalyst. So it's all going to be Jilly Maria, transformational catalyst, all one word. Um, they can find me at Fire and Ice Transformational Coaching also on Facebook. And I have a Facebook group, um, Awakening with Grace, that they are more than welcome to join. That is a free group. There's also a membership group, but there's details on that within the uh, freebie group. Um, so that's ways they can find me. Um, the website is coming up, but there'll be details of that in the group once and on my Facebook platform once, every, once that rolls out. Awesome. How exciting is that? Well, thank you. And we'll certainly, when we... You know, when we publish the podcast and send it to you to post on all your social, we'll include all your info also. So we, we have just loved having you today. And, you know, as we, as we close out, you know, when you, when you think about gritty, you know, the G is for gratitude, R is for resilience, I is for inspire, the two T's are to think tough and Y is you do you. What, what stands out and resonates with you? Um... I think gratitude, I start my day and end my day with a gratitude practice. And I'm one to say, um, you know, I do five things every morning as soon as I open my eyes. I think I immediately five things that I am grateful for. And if I wake up in a cranky mood or if I'm having, if I'm cranky throughout the day, I will revert to that gratitude practice. And one of the things that I say and, you know, I use in my own life and I tell my clients is if you, you know, think of five things you're grateful for. And if you're in a situation where you're really cranky or you're you know, mad at the world or what have you, it's I'll say, okay, I keep going until I have a smile on my face or I'm laughing. <laughs> so sometimes you're like, I'm grateful for the blue sky and I'm grateful for the roof over my head and I'm grateful for um, the fact that I'm able to hold my tongue and be in grace now. <laughs> and I just keep going until yeah. I'm smiling because I feel like that shifts your energy and it helps lift you up. Um, and I also think you do you is really important because there's only one of you and it's really important to not be the, to learn, to outlearn the people pleaser, to unlearn the people pleaser and just do you because you are here for a reason. You are important. That's exactly right. You are. And you know, Jilly, you are too. You're, you're one in a gazillion billion, you know, and just go continue to bring your magic, your gritty magic to the world. And just know that you're you're making such a difference and you've been an encouragement to me today and I know to all of our listeners. And so I just want to thank you again for, for being on our Gritty Women Global Podcast. And I look forward to connecting with you too on all things social. So let's let's do this together. 
Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I am so grateful. Oh, you're so welcome. And go, go make it a gritty day. And remember, gritty is the new strong. Absolutely. <laughs>